What song is it you want to hear? Welcome to the Secret Chord Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Jacobs. The Secret Chord explores spirituality through the lens of great music. And we're sponsored by SuperJeweler.com, my favorite online fine jewelry destination. And without further ado, please enjoy this podcast. Hi, folks, and happy holidays. This is episode 22 of the Secret Chord. And today we are going to talk about one of my favorite bands, the band Supertramp. We're an English rock band formed in London in 1969. Their music was initially categorized as progressive rock, and later, when they incorporated a combination of traditional pop, rock, and art rock into their music, they became much more commercially successful. So the band's work is marked by the songwriting of founders Roger Hodgson and Rick Davies and the prominent use of the Wurlitzer electric piano and saxophone. Their early style, as we said, was progressive, and they enjoyed a lot more success when they incorporated more radio-friendly pop elements into their work in the mid-1970s, eventually going on to sell more than 60 million albums. The band reached their commercial peak with 1979's Breakfast in America, which sold more than 20 million copies, and reached number three in the UK, and was number one in the US and Canada. That album spawned four very successful singles, which was more than their first five albums combined. Three of Hodgson's songs, The Logical Song, Take the Long Way Home, and Breakfast in America, and Davis's Goodbye Stranger were the standout singles from that album. For the last two months of completing the album, Hodgson parked in a camper outside the studio to work diligently on mixing, with brief periods of rest in between. So the song we're going to focus on today is called The Logical Song. It was released as the lead single from their sixth studio album, Breakfast in America, in March 1979 on A&M Records. The Logical Song is Supertramp's biggest hit in the United States and in the UK. The Logical Song rose to number seven in the UK and number six in the US. And amazingly, Paul McCartney named The Logical Song his favorite song of that year. So Roger always knew that The Logical Song was something special. When you're writing a song, he said, sometimes you feel like you're 80% successful. But with the logical song, I feel like I nailed it 100%. As a melody, a lyric, an arrangement, and a recording, it really is perfect in its completeness. A great song, he says, is one that people can relate to, that touches them, makes them feel something. So let's hear the song and see if it makes us feel something. This is the logical song by the great Supertramp. Say 
The Secret Chord is generously sponsored by SuperJeweler.com. SuperJeweler offers amazing jewelry at the absolute lowest prices. How do they do that? They scoured the globe looking for the best deals on diamonds, gemstones, and fashion jewelry. They buy direct from the source and pass on the savings to their customers. And by the way, all of their diamonds come from ethical, conflict-free suppliers. If you go to SuperJeweler.com and put in the promo code ADAM20, you'll get 20% off of anything on the site. That's SuperJeweler.com. Millions of happy customers since 1999. The Logical Song was acclaimed by Rolling Stone as a small masterpiece, and its success turned Supertramp into superstars. Let's talk about the music for a second. It's very artistic. It's very well produced. They spent, as I said, weeks and weeks mixing it to make sure that it was perfect. It features the sound of the Wurlitzer electric piano. That's the foundation of the song. Now, a word on the difference between the Wurlitzer and the Fender Rhodes, the other most famous electric piano. The Fender has metal bars, and it's known for its bell-like sound and rich, warm, rounded tone. You can hear examples of the Rhodes sound when listening to classic songs like You Are the Sunshine of My Life by Stevie Wonder or No Quarter by Led Zeppelin. The Wurlitzer, by contrast, has a punchy reed tone. Timeless songs like I Am the Walrus by The Beatles or What I Say by Ray Charles are good examples of those. And Supertramp features the sound of the Wurlitzer. That's their main sound. Roger has a very unusual high voice. Listen to the note he hits on Please Tell Me Who I Am towards the end of the song. It's very hard to hit that note night after night, but he says he can still do it to this day. How about the lyrics? He says of the song that it was born out of my questions about what really matters in life. Throughout childhood, we're taught how to behave, yet we're very rarely told anything about the deeper purpose of life. We go from the innocence and wonder of childhood to the confusion of adolescence, and that often ends up in disillusionment in adulthood. And many of us spend our lives trying to get back to that innocence. He says, When I was young, it seemed that life was so wonderful, a miracle, Oh, it was beautiful, magical. And all the birds in the trees, they'd be singing so happily, joyfully, playfully watching me. But then they send me away to teach me how to be sensible, logical, responsible, practical. And they showed me a world where I could be so dependable. Oh, clinical, intellectual, cynical. By the way, cynicism is not cool. To me, it's a cop-out. It's cowardice. It takes energy and bravery to be positive. It's easier to be cynical. It's not spiritual. He goes on to say, there are times when all the world's asleep. The questions run too deep for such a simple man. Won't you please, please tell me what we've learned. I know it sounds absurd. Please tell me who I am. I love the honesty of that chorus. This is a guy wondering about the big questions in life and what greater thing to do with your time and to make art out of it seems to me even better. Now, given that this is a podcast about music and spirituality, this song is a perfect blend of both. And I figured I'd take a stab at answering the question, just who is it that we are? Who are you? How would you answer that question, by the way? Without using your name or your title, who are you? Can you succinctly answer that question? Most of us, I suspect, can't. Although this is part of a much bigger topic, if you had to boil it down to one idea, we are souls. We are souls that have been combined with a material body. Something like 
an angel and an ape fused together. And coming to the emotional, intellectual, and spiritual realization that that's who you are is part of life's work. So how is that done? It's in a few steps. Step one is that it's critical to make an emotional transition from thinking you're a body with a soul to a soul with a body. Step two, right now we're only able to experience what's called, in Kabbalah at least, a spark of a spark of the soul. We have a little bit of access to who we truly are. And we have to work to convince ourselves that we're not just the meat of the body, that we're something far bigger, far more capable, and far more interesting than that basically crude matter that makes up our material bodies. As such, number three, the body should be thought of as a garment, something that's easily taken off. When you go to sleep at night, you don't worry that you're throwing your shirt over the chair. In the morning, you're going to put on a different one. It's not such a big deal. Four, the truth is, is that building this worldview takes a long time. And you have to work at it like anything else. You go to the gym to be strong. You focus on your soul to be soulful. Number five, there are three helpful stages to coming to this realization. The first one is called submission. And that is convincing yourself that you're not the body by reducing the impact and power that the body has in order to be able to separate from it to some degree. Therefore, stage two is separation. Make them distinct. Understand that the body and soul are different things. And stage three is called sweetening, which is the reunion of body and soul, but with the soul in charge and the body subordinate to it, which is the opposite of the way that it is now. Six, there are thoughts, feelings, and actions that come from the soul and also from the body. And we need to be able to distinguish between the two of them. Seven, all negativity comes from the body, not from our essence, not from the soul. Which means if we're down, if things aren't going well, if we're in emotional turmoil, that's not coming from the soul. Our soul doesn't do that. That's coming from the body's influence on the soul. And eight, there is no reason to acquire good traits. They're already there. It's just a question of revealing them. So in answer to Supertramp's question, please tell me who I am, my answer is, you're a soul. You're a soul with incredible capabilities that's probably being held back to some degree by your body. And that coming to the realization that you're not the body and freeing yourself from its power will truly inform you who you truly are and bring all kinds of benefits, freedom, happiness, pleasure, so on and so forth. So think about it. The answer is very important. Roger Hodgson said, I feel my relationship with God is very personal. Everyone's relationship to God is very personal. Everyone has a different path to connect with that place inside where God is to be found. Sounds to me like Roger sort of figured things out. Maybe he answered his own question. Now, amazingly, he said, over the years, my search for some meaning for myself found its expression in my songs. Music became the doorway for me to connecting with a very magical place inside me where I believe inspiration comes from. Listen to this. 
I believe when I get out of the way, ego and mind get out of the way, and I let the music take me, magic happens, and that's where a lot of my songs are born. When I wrote about God in my songs, I sort of wrote about it so it had a dual meaning. If you wanted to believe it was a song about God, you could. If you wanted to believe it was a song about a girl, you could also. And that reminded me, perhaps, of the greatest song of all time, which was written by King Solomon 3,000 years ago, which is called The Song of Songs, which seems to be a love poem between a man and a woman. But of course, we understand really is a love poem between man and God. So here we have Supertramp coming out and saying it. Yeah, our songs seem like they're between men and women, but really are between people and the Almighty, which I've always suspected. I believe that most musicians do that consciously or not. That's ultimately really what it's about. Here we have somebody admitting it. He also said, my songs are very self-honest because that's where I express my longing to love and my longing to know God. Looking back, I didn't even know that I was doing that. In a way, that's where I went to pray. To me, when a song came through, it was the closest thing I had to extreme happiness. It was connection. It was magical. It was true inspiration. So for Roger, his music is his prayer. And he finally said, I knew there was something deeper out there, a place of peace. And in the end, I found it. What a beautiful sentiment from a beautiful man, the leader of a fantastic band. I hope you will consider these ideas for yourself. Try to answer the question, who are you? What does your place in this world really mean? Why are you here? What is it all about? I believe that music is one vehicle that we have to come to answer that question. I hope you've enjoyed considering these ideas today. This was episode 22. Happy New Year. Looking forward to more music and ideas in 2020. Thank you for being with me on this journey. I look forward to continuing next year. Thank you for listening. Please consider leaving a comment or a review to help us spread the word. And please subscribe to the podcast on any of the major podcasting platforms. To support us, please visit our Patreon account. And if you'd like to communicate with me directly, please feel free to email me at ajacobs at h.com. The Secret Chord is produced and engineered by Naor Cohen.